0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 0 Chelsea 1, Mason Mount with a hammer blow to Liverpool's Champions League hopes for next season. I'm Guy Clark. This is the post-game podcast here on Blood Red as we react to Liverpool losing a fifth consecutive game at Anfield for the first time in the club's history. Coming up, Jurgen Klopp explains his decision to take Mohamed Salah off in half an hour to play.
1: I could have changed other players as well, that's true. Um, But the reason was that he looked in that moment um, like he felt intensity really um, and I didn't want to risk him.
0: The Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gourst on the race for a top four finish, Nation Mount's goal in the first half sealed it for the Londoners, who uh, move into the top four
2: in the race for the final Champions League spot. And uh, it's one that looks uh, increasingly unlikely that
0: Liverpool are going to be able to win. It has to be said. And our regular contributors give their take.
3: Liverpool just look lost out there. To be honest, they look lost. The goals just don't look like they're gonna, they don't look like they're going to come.
0: Insight, analysis, and opinion all to come right here on the post-game podcast. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool have slipped to their fifth success of the Anfield for the
2: first time in their history after a 1-0 win here by Chelsea. Uh, Mason Mount's goal in the first half sealed it for the Londoners who uh, move into the top four in the race for the final Champions League spot. Uh, and it's one that looks uh, increasingly unlikely that Liverpool are going to be able to win, it has to be said, with uh, Everton also winning this evening, West Ham still in the hunt. And Tottenham and Aston Villa are now behind. Liverpool uh, looking on closing the gap over the next few weeks. Liverpool once again struggled for, uh, for any kind of creativity or chances and uh, were probably deservedly beaten. Um, Timo Werner thought he'd scored early in the first half when he went through. Uh, he nudged it past Alisson and then came back and tapped it into an empty net. But uh, the, VAR, the VAR lines came to Liverpool's rescue. Uh, a tight one. Liverpool have been on the, end of, uh, the receiving end of those this season, but this time it went for them. But uh, Mount deservedly gave the, the visitors the lead towards the end of the first half, and um, in truth, Liverpool once again it never really looked like grabbing an equaliser. It's now 618 minutes without a goal since uh, in a goal and open play, I should say, since Sadio Mane scored in the 12th minutes against West Brom way back on December the 27th. Liverpool have only scored once this calendar year in Anfield: uh, Mohamed Salah's penalty against Man City in the 4-1 defeat. Uh, And Salah was brought off after 62 minutes with Jürgen Klopp later saying that he was a little bit worried that the Egyptian was going to pull up with an injury. Uh, Of course, Liverpool have had their problems all season with that type of stuff. So maybe it was a little bit understandable, but uh, taking off the 24-goal top scorer, the Premier League's leading marksman with 17, with over a half an hour left to play when Liverpool were in desperate need of a goal uh, in such an important game was a real questionable one by Klopp as was the decision to leave Naby Kater and Jadon and on the bench in favour of Alex Oxley chamberlain and James Milner um, it really was a poor night from uh, from everyone concerned Liverpool uh, players didn't do themselves justice the manager's got a couple of questionable decisions um, in terms of the substitutes and Liverpool uh, stumbled to their fifth success defeat as I say so a night to forget uh, at Anfield uh, as has been the case for, for much of the season it has to be said um, the quicker the fans can get back in this place and really G up uh, Liverpool, the better but that uh, of course will come next season so Liverpool trudge on uh, from one crisis to the next with injuries and loss of form and loss of confidence um, so Liverpool's perhaps be- their best hope now of getting in the Champions League is to go and win the thing itself but um, if any of uh, the two-legged ties have to be played at Anfield then you are uh, kind of
0: worried that Liverpool are not going to be able to do that as well so um, it's finished here, Liverpool nil, Chelsea one the echoes Paul Gorst at Anfield as the Reds enter the record books, but for all the wrong reasons. With speculation over Mohamed Salah's withdrawal, is Gorsty alluded to They're dominating the post-match narrative, with the Reds' top scorer taken off with half an hour to go. Incredibly, not only five defeats in a row at home now for the Reds, but no win in seven, and Liverpool failing to score in five of the last six at Anfield. A night to forget for Jurgen Klopp, here he is speaking with the media after the game. First of all, Jürgen, what's your assessment of what you saw tonight?
1: Intense game, tight game. Um, one very decisive moment decided the game, the individual quality of Mason, if you want, in that, in that situation decided the game. It was a ball in behind our last line. We. Um, he cut inside and in the end we are not we don't defend in the right space so because these quality players they go inside and, and want to shoot from there so we don't have to be in on the six yard box we have to be there where he wants to finish it off i think we were not right we were not there and that's the goal we conceded in our, the, in our situations we didn't use so um that's the pretty much the explanation for the result.
4: What do you say then to the players in moments like this? Because obviously it's a home record at the minute that they don't want and you obviously have the job of trying to lift them again now.
1: Yeah, but not tonight. Not tonight. I will try to be as honest as possible. <laughs> I told the boys what I saw tonight. Thank you. We'll go to Sam Wallace for the next one. Thank you, Vinny. Speak tomorrow. Sam from The Telegraph.
0: Hello, Jürgen. Um, I, I mean, I wonder if you could tell us what you what you did say to them. You just said that you you told the boys tonight what you saw.
1: No. So okay, it's it's not that that we go for any kind of excuses in these moments. So that I think that we are that we these games are decided in moments. We're always like this, um, and to get these moments back, you have to fight, um, and in some moments, you have to defy to fight on a different level. As well. Um, and uh, that's why, yeah, that's what I told the boys. It's it's not about in these moments, it's not about tactics or something like that. It's then really about being resilient. Um, it's about hard, all these kind of things. So um, I don't say the boy didn't show hard. They, I know that they, but they invest in all these kind of things, but we talk about the last decisive two, three, four uh, percent. And it will never happen that we, we will start. Um, blaming or whatever the circumstances or whatever—that's just not the case. We had a good team, a really good team tonight on the pitch, um, and played in a lot of moments, good football, but not in decisive moments, good enough. And that's—that's that's the. There's only one um, person or group to criticize for. That's me and us. So, um, and that's what I told the boys.
5: Carl Markham from the Press Association, and then that says for hands up as it stands. So,
3: Carl.
2: Hi, Jurgen. I think a lot of fuss has been made about about Salah's reaction to being substituted. I mean, was that just a tactical thing? You you went on and are you you happy for players to, to to look that disappointed when they come off?
1: Yes, I'm happy when the boys look disappointed. Um, that's not a problem didn't see it, but sorry, Mo did. Um the reason for the for the sub was for substitution was that I that he I could have changed other players as well. That's true. Um, but the reason was that he looked in that moment, um, like he felt intensity really. Um and I didn't want to risk him. That's all. That's the situation. It looked for me that it's, uh, it's really rare. I know him now long, and usually Mo looks really Surprisingly fresh until the end. He didn't didn't look fresh anymore, and I thought that's a sign in our situation. I didn't want to risk him. That's it. Thank you, Carl. Any follow up?
2: I I mean, you say it's rare that he looks like that. Do you you think he's he's feeling the effects of the last, yeah, two three years maybe?
1: (laughs) The last two three years have nothing to do with that. It's (laughs) just you have just a moment. There are these moments, and if you can react, you react. That's all.
0: Game podcast on the Blood Red
6: channel. Lauren Black here to give my thoughts after Liverpool is beaten at home by Chelsea after a amazing Mount goal. Um, I think the biggest question is just what's the answer for Liverpool right now at the minute. Um, and I honestly don't know how to try and improve or try and understand what what the problem is for us right now. I think we're a little bit past the point of excuses for me. and uh, we can't continue to blame your know, loss of players to injuries or whatever else throughout the season for, you know, a type of performance that was that was put on display tonight. You know, a game of this magnitude against one of your biggest top four rivals and just how important it is for the remainder of the season would be enough for the players to go out there and put on a ten out of ten performance, but that just didn't happen. I thought first off we were slow in building up. Which has been an issue for us for, for a while now at Teams. Uh, we tried to play that long ball over the top, but that just didn't quite come off. And, you know, it's probably not surprising, considering Chelsea had two six foot plus centre backs playing up against, you know, Saddam Mane, who aren't exactly the tallest or the strongest. Um, and Chelsea pretty much dominated the midfield from the get go, also. I thought Ngolo Kante had a decent game tonight, and yet he just they just passed through us at times, really. You know, you thought the game against Sheffield did was good and, you know, our midfield looked really strong in and out of possession there, but tonight Chelsea just overran us in every bit bit of the pitch, it seems like, and it almost looked like they had more men on the on the pitch at, at some points for me. Um, you know, fair play to me at some it was a great individual goal, but you've got to be looking at, at Fabino and Trent there and just the lack of almost desire to try and block the shot really. They should 100% be making more of an effort there when trying to, trying to put Mount off. The second half looked more positive for Liverpool, um, especially the first opening, opening minutes of it. You know, we looked to have a little bit more of a spark. There was a little bit more pace in our passing and, you know, a little bit more energy going forward. And, you know, we got ourselves in some decent positions at time. But again, you know, after 10, maybe 15 minutes of that and nothing coming from it, we just went right back to how we were performing first half and, you know, we just ended up passing back to defenders and just going backwards all the time and trying to build something from defence, which clearly wasn't working and we just kind of didn't know how else to, to get around something. I'm not sure what the thinking was when when taking Mo Salah off, you know, especially so early in the second half as well. You know, you 1-0 down to a huge top four challenger and you know, you take your top goal scorer off from a placement with with Jota who hasn't played for months and I'm, you know, obviously really, really happy to see Jota back on the squad but, you know, he's lacking that little bit of fitness and that little bit of extra sharpness which is understandable due to missing so many games and, you know, maybe he could have benefited from trying to link up with Salad and having Salah there with him. You you don't know what, what the difference could have been but... Yeah, just a bit of a mad one. That for me, and obviously you can see the you could see the disappointment and the frustration on Salah's face, and I think we probably all felt that as well. It's obviously not, you know, the best to you know be so negative after the game, but it's hard to try and pick out any positives from that tonight for me. Um it's obviously a really tough time for this Liverpool squad at the minute and you know, they seem to have found themselves in a rut that they just can't escape for long enough. Um, you know, there's been a couple of times over the last couple of months that we've looked to be coming out of it, you know, the Tottenham win and the the West Ham win was that moment and then we go and, you know, go and get beat the next game and, you know, we win against Sheffield the night and in the Champions League the other week, and you sort of see, seem to be turning a corner again. And then we're almost dragged right back into the mess. So it's a hard time, but follow up next on Sunday at home and Let's hope it's not a 6th straight defeat at a home for Liverpool this time. You shouldn't be nervous heading into a game like this, especially against Fulham, we were so, you know, we've been so poor at times this season and are at the bottom of the uh, of the table. But you know, you do look at this Liverpool squad and think, well, who's going to be that little bright spark? And hopefully, you know, someone will do that for us on Sunday, and it's a win for Liverpool.
4: Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast. I will try not to just make groaning noises for a few minutes here because that was not fun to watch at all. Um, Our terrible run at Anfield continuing. You know, Liverpool going unbeaten at home for 68 Premier League games and then losing five on the bounce is still very difficult to wrap my head around. But that is the nature of the season summed up, really, you know this just wasn't good from our point of view and it's it's never nice to lose to chelsea especially not for me since i'm married to a chelsea fan so i won't hear the end of this one for a while but the nature of the loss tonight makes it particularly disappointing we just looked so flat going forward and it never really looked like we were going to score which is something we're really not used to seeing from this side it was toothless not fun to watch but The fact I'm seeing Liverpool fans on social media saying things like, we're finished. Again, I'm begging people to look at the wider context here of all the players that are out. Also, anyone calling for Klopp to be sacked needs their heads tested and clearly hasn't been a fan of this football club for very long because if you think this is a bad run of form, I'd like to show you some of the previous teams I've had to put up with watching. But next season, when the likes of Van Dijk, Gomez, Henderson are all back in the fold. We all know we were going to be right back up there again, but that is next season. The problem we have now is getting top four this season and it's going to be a battle to try and get top four now. This was a must win game and we never really looked like we could do it tonight. And at this rate, I don't know if we will get top four. It's tough to see where the rally actually comes from. And if we don't get it, that has knock-on ramifications for next season, potentially, unless we do go and win the Champions League, which wouldn't be the first time we've done something like that, to be fair. But it's a big shout in the form we're currently in. And it's tough to have too much positivity after that performance. I think there was some hope after we got back to winning ways against Sheffield United, but the concern was always, well, that is bottom of the league, Sheffield United. And those positive signs from the formation switch and Klopp playing around with the structure a bit there, Curtis Jones getting forward a bit more, I think all that stuff, trying to play that way, actually cost us a bit tonight. Against Chelsea, it was exposing us in midfield, I think. Kante was able to dominate in there a bit too much. And Chelsea just kept catching us out with that ball over the top to Mount & Burner all night. You know, it nearly cost us a, a goal with Werner, but the VAR offside call actually went in our favour for once. But then it did end up costing us with Mason Mount's goal. I mean, I do kind of think VAR should have had a look at that goal again, based on the dance Mount did in his celebration. But what can you do? I mean, to to Chelsea's credit, it was a very tactically astute control performance that we've come to expect from them under Tuchel. And they defended well as well, but I'm not sure Liverpool ever truly threatened them enough, to be honest. And taking off the top scorer in the league when you need a goal, that, that was an odd call from Klopp, I felt. And... Yeah, ultimately, we we just made it far too easy for Chelsea. You know, the high defensive line is a problem at the moment. We're sticking with it, and I don't think we should be when we're on centre-back pairing number 20 at this point. You know, we really could have done with dropping the defence 10 yards deeper, putting more men in midfield and kind of trying to deal with the game that way and get some control back, but... It you know again we didn 't get the bit of luck we needed when we 're not playing well either you know i'm i 'm still astounded that handball wasn 't given against Kante, especially when you see the one that was given earlier tonight against Fulham when labina 's hand was by his side, then here Kante has his hands clearly up in an unnatural position, and there 's nothing given it it 's so ridiculous the lack of consistency on this stuff and no, we we didn't really deserve anything from the game. But that should still have been a penalty, ultimately. But it was just, it was just so poor, all in all. And the narrative around the home form is obviously being spoken about a lot. It is getting tiring in the sense that, yes, the games are still at Anfield. But in so many ways, it, it's not Anfield at all. You know, without the supporters and the atmosphere, it just doesn't feel like home. And I'm sure it's the same for the players, but... 10 hours of football without a goal from open play at Anfield is a big concern even despite that and Klopp's got a job on his hands now to turn this around it's yeah it's not great times how do i even sign off on this one i feel like surely it can only get better from here right we can we can beat fulham at the weekend can't we surely please please boys up the reds please
0: Alex Watt following on from Lauren Black here on the Blood Red channel. The league table not making pretty viewing for the Reds after defeat to Chelsea. Liverpool now seventh, four points off, fourth place Chelsea with 11 games left to play. Three points behind Everton who now sit in fifth and West Ham in sixth. Two points better off. Both Everton and West Ham though do have games in hand on the Reds. Well, let's get back to our contributors now. Here's Ross.
3: One nil defeat there. And that's five home defeats in a row, the worst run in Liverpool's history. Absolutely woeful today. First half, Chelsea, much the better side, much more organized, really good on the ball. They had a lot more of the ball in Liverpool. Looked really dangerous. We were beating the the press really easily. Controlling the ball, Mason Mount, excellent. Um, run that first half. I thought he was really good. Um Chelsea score at uh, twenty-five minutes, I think it was gone. Um easy ball over the top, Werner gets in behind. Allison makes a mess of it and he's and he scores, and you think you own on one 0 down, VAR have looked at it. And um, obviously it's Liverpool's advantage at this point and VAR's scrubbed the goal off. Absolute shocking decision. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um just say it wasn't just because it was Chelsea, absolute joke decision. That is VAR in a nutshell, scrubbing goals off for absolutely no reason. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. How they can give that offside, I don't know. But they did, they chalked it off. And you, you think maybe we've been given a lifeline, Liverpool. Maybe the players might have thought we've been given a lifeline. But it just didn't happen at all, did it? Nothing, nothing happened for Liverpool that first half. I thought they were woeful. Chelsea totally controlled the game, controlled the tempo. And they ended up getting, they did end up getting a deserved lead. Again, with a ball over the top, Mason Mount run onto it. A bit of composure. He's got in he's pulled got the ball onto his right foot far too easily. It's a great finish by the ladder. it's a great finish, but it was just all so easy. And they go in they go in one 0 up, it it baffles me why Liverpool are playing such a high line. You've got two really slow centre backs, let's not kid ourselves Fabinho is not quick at all, Kabak. Yeah, he's a young lad, but there's no pace about him. No pace whatsoever. Absolutely criminal, the way we were playing so high. and That was Chelsea's tactics. You can't blame them. They were getting in behind so easily in that first half. Every ball over the top, there was chances. You thought they were going to score. Alisson had made a couple of saves in that first half. But the intensity just wasn't there. The, the the press that we were trying to put on Chelsea just wasn't intense enough. They was were, were breaking it so easily and then it was leaving us wide open, balls over the top. We just looked all at sea. We didn't have a chance in that first half, didn't have a shot on goal. And yeah, pretty woeful. Second half improved slightly, shall we say, but not, not it wasn't it wasn't much better to watch, really. Chelsea again. Quite happy, controlled the game, had the better chances. They had plenty of chances in that second half. Um, possible shout for a penalty for Liverpool early in that first half, uh, second half. Sorry, um, goes to V8, quick check of V8. I'll be honest, I don't know the handball rule anymore. It changes on every game's different these days. Wasn't a penalty, I don't think, but I've seen them given, I've seen them haven't given. I don't know with I don't know what what's a handball anymore. I'll leave that one to, up to you to judge. But yeah, says hey Chelsea had plenty of chances in that second half. Liverpool chasing the game like they were a little bit better, but I can't remember any real chances. I think we only had a shot later on later in the game on target. So fairly really poor Salah. The changes came on the on the hour mark. Salah's come off. Absolutely baffling decision. Yeah, he's not, he wasn't having his best game, but he wasn't by far not the worst player on that pitch, and he's he's the one player that's scoring for us at the minute. So taking taking Salah off, absolutely baffling decision. You can see he wasn't happy about it. You know, sat on the bench shaking his head. And you know what? I don't blame him. We're chasing the game. This is a this was a make or break game, I think, for the Champions League positions and. We've absolutely blew it there today. So Salah's not happy. That's going to cause some problems. There's going to be some questions asked of Klopp of what, what was going on there. And Yeah, even the subs, even the subs, you know, I think it was about 75 minutes he's brought Milner on. We're still chasing the game. I'm a huge, huge fan of Milner. But when you're chasing the game, surely you've got to be looking at bringing a Keter, Shakiri, you know, even in a Rigi. Just someone with a, a bit of a goal threat, and yeah, strange, really strange. And Liverpool just look lost out there. To be honest, they look lost. The goals just don't look like they're going. They don't look like they're going to come. The midfield's really struggling. Tiago, wow. what's what's happened to Tiago? It's not turned out to be the player we thought he was going to be for Liverpool. Yeah, we can blame injuries to a blue in the face, but these lads have they have got to look at themselves in the mirror. It's not good enough for Liverpool Football Club. You can blame lack of crowds, you can blame injuries, but the players on that pitch have not not been doing the job. They're not good enough and they need to look at themselves, dust themselves down. There's a long way to go still in this season, plenty of points to play for, but I'm, I'm always positive. But I, I just can't see us getting in that top four now. There's so much, so much work to do. We're going to have to go on a run of, you know, three, four, five games, wins, and I just can't see it happening. So yeah, all in all, a really, really frustrating game. I feel really down about that. I thought if we'd have won this, we could have really pushed on and really pushed for that top four because the other teams are dropping points. You know, United look are really struggling. Leicester have dropped a lot of points, so. I think it was all to play for, but yeah, Liverpool were really, really, really disappointing there today. We're going to have to, again, have a hard look in the mirror, dust ourselves down, go again at the weekend, try and get the three points and just, we've just got to try and take it one game at a time, get the three points and see where we're going to end up. But I think it's going to be a long, hard road to get into that Champions League, but we dust ourselves down. We go against Sunday. Come on, Liverpool.
0: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Well, time now for more opinion. Let's dive into our Blood Red Podcast Facebook group. Link, as ever, in the description if you want to join in the debate and the discussion. Ryan Deary writes, so Top four is done, I feel. I'd rather miss out on Europa 2. Gabrielle Taylor writes, The reality is with the squad as it is, we only lost 1 0. If Manny takes his chance, all things being equal, it's 1 1. I have no doubt that when we get Virgil van Dijk and Gomez back, we will look like a totally different team. If we don't qualify for Champions League, I don't want us in Europa next season. We'll go again. You'll never walk alone. Stephen Mowers writes, Put Fabinho back in midfield play the best players in their best positions and Steve Whitting writes who'd have thought we never looked like scoring sad thing is it's been that way for a long time sorry but we're not good right now we'll always support them but you can't deny what we can all see Liverpool certainly not with a night to remember against Chelsea well for more discussion and comments like that, head to the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. Just follow the link in the description of the podcast or head to Facebook and search for Blood Red.
5: Liverpool lose a home to Chelsea to record the fifth straight defeat um, at Anfield, seven games I believe, without a win. It's unprecedented in terms of them results and unbelievable in the context of Liverpool's performances over the last few seasons. It's got to be a massive concern because you know that Liverpool have been without key players have been under par however to not be able to grind out results even when you are under strength on a team lacking in confidence and potentially not playing to potential it's quite staggering really to lose that many games I mean especially from the obviously the record they had before at Anfield in which they broke nearly all the records set for being unbeaten at home so I believe they had to win today against Chelsea, not only for the points differential, but also the the confidence it would have potentially gave them going into the latter fixtures in the Premier League. I think it's just got to the point, or it will get to the point if it hasn't already, where Liverpool have simply got too many, too many teams to overtake, too many teams to drop points, because you have to believe that at some stage um, the teams who are above them will gather enough points and Liverpool won't be able to claw it back because they're simply losing games never mind picking up points they, they don't look a- capable themselves to put the, any run of points return together and today against Chelsea I mean obviously Chelsea have got much more quality than the majority of teams that Liverpool have played at later Anfield apart from Manchester City and therefore they were able to play out of Liverpool's start high starting positions better than other opponents and made some good opportunities when they were able to break pressure earlier and potentially play more direct balls into into the forward players, especially Werner, who played on the shoulder of the last man. So they always looked capable of scoring a goal. I mean, didn't have magnificent chances. Obviously, they had one that was disallowed, but on the whole, again, it wasn't a game in which Liverpool were facing a massive amount of opportunities at the goal, and that's what we know Liverpool don't do overall but they couldn't manage a moment again. A moment was that Mason Mount gets the ball on the edge of the penalty area, all right foot in terms of his player profile. Fabino's simply not mobile enough. Well, first of all, he makes the decision of a lack of intelligence about knowing who he's up against and where you want to force him, obviously out wide onto his left foot as opposed to infield. But when he's came infield, it's the second small touch from Mount after he shifts the ball once he shifts it again and Fabino's stuck in glue he's simply not mobile enough to to be able to manage that situation and again that isolated situation comes down so that Liverpool are missing players who would be able to manage that situation in Matip and Gomez so Liverpool fall behind again and it's almost as if you're on a loop watching the same recording over and over again for the last two months obviously Chelsea carry more of a threat than most of the opponents Liverpool played but essentially Liverpool had the majority of possession never looked like scoring a goal and, I've said before, you know, if Liverpool were able to have Fabinho and Ivor Gomez or Matip as a, as a sort of last resort for the majority of the season, I still think they'd capably finish in the Champions League spots. But, obviously, having Fabinho and one over who's not up to the level is, obviously, yeah, probably one blow too much. But... I think that disregards the fact of what's going on at the other end of the field, where Liverpool look absolutely devoid of ideas, shot of confidence. I mean, you'd actually look at Liverpool's territorial advantage in games, and you know, I, I would, I would likely suggest, and I know it was up to a couple of games ago before I last checked, is that the amount of ball they have in the opposition half and the amount of control they have would be second only still to Manchester City. But actually, what they do with the ball. Um, is so far removed. I mean the drop off in levels of the likes of Manny and Firmino is just well, it's unbelievable at the moment, at this moment in time, the decision making of the players in, in terms of picking the right decision at the right moments, looking like actually threatening in the matters that in the areas that hurt is just non existent really. And Liverpool's whole philosophy under Klopp and that's what makes him the outstanding coach that he is. And that's what separates the greatest coaches in the modern era from the, the average ones, is the ability to attack um, with consistency, uh, choreograph movements, the team in perfect sync with and without the ball, dependent on the collective rather than the individual. And it really does look at this moment in time like their movement patterns, that consistency of repetition has completely gone out of Liverpool and they don't seem to have an answer to teams who undoubtedly play a factor in it because everyone has seen the formula to beat Liverpool and seems to be imposing it within the game. I mean, Liverpool, since Filippo Coutinho was gone, I've never had a player who can who can find a pass from that midfield section of the pitch, but it's been outweighed by the fact that Liverpool have been such machine-like, can hit you from so many different angles, you know, from Van Dyke's longer ball build-up to, to the full-back's, ability to cross into the penalty area, Liverpool's threat from set plays in which they've dominated the statistics for goal scoring opportunities from that area, you know, the line breaking passes from Matip and Gomez at the back. And then you've got the the brilliance in transition of some of the midfield players, elite in transition of Henderson Fabino winning the ball back. And obviously the front three able to do that as well and attack the opposition when they're deorganized unorganised, sorry. That's been Liverpool's biggest strength. So they've always found ways, but make no mistake, it's never been their strongest suit to have a player like a phone Bernardo Silva, the list endless from Manchester City, De Bruyne, who can find a pass on door, Mares is another one. Liverpool have never really had that. They have players who rely on being better in transition than they do actually having the ball and being able to build the game and find... Uh, moving targets in short, short amounts of spaces with limited amounts of time when it, when it seems compact. But the drop-off in level has been unbelievable. It's been unbelievable and it's obviously a culmination of, of losing players, a drop in confidence when the results started to go and not being able to take opportunities at moments and conceding goals at bad moments. And that culminates in Klopp, really, because you can't criticise him. He's been a fantastic manager for Liverpool, still an elite manager in world football, no question. And it'd be short-termism to think anything else. But even he is starting to make decisions which are almost left leaving you scratching your head in terms of the tactically. I mean, Salah coming off today, I can't. I couldn't see anything in the games to suggest that that was the right call. And there's been other games of late in which he's he's changed the side and it's actually been to the detriment of Liverpool. So a really tough time in which the players' manager are all below par. I don't believe it needs radical change to Liverpool's, um, the way the attack the way they set up because they're having such dominance territorially and also because for Liverpool to do what they have over the last two years has needed every one of their elite players to play virtually every game. They are in Manchester City, they can't rotate, they haven't got that strength in terms of replacing like for like. So the idea that they're going to be able to switch it around and change personnel and get different outcomes, I would, I would probably say far-fetched because we're looking at the best is what on the field. The problem is them players are no longer playing to the level that their ability allows them to. So it'll be interesting to see what the next few weeks brings. But I think it'd be it'd be wrong to suggest it's going to result in a change of person- personnel or a change of system because I believe that Liverpool are what they are. They still dominate most of the game. But unfortunately, the, the variables are no longer going the way and the lack of confidence is starting to take hold. And I believe they're no longer finishing the top four.
0: Mark Baker, our final contributor with some home truths after the 1-0 defeat to Chelsea. Some poor statistics in there for the Reds as well. We'll have more analysis and debate to come in Friday's Blood Red podcast as we gear up for the visit of Fulham to Anfield on Sunday. We'll be back with a post-game podcast after that. In the meantime, if you get a chance to leave us a rating or review wherever it is you listen to your audio on demand, that's always more than appreciated. So then, another off night. At the office for the Reds, as the lights are almost out on Liverpool's chances of securing Champions League qualification. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.